What does Marcellus Wallace look like? What? What country you from? What? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English in what? What? English, motherfucker! Do you speak it? Yes. Then you know what I'm saying. Yes. Describe what Marcellus Wallace looks like. What? Say what again. Say what again. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Hey, hi, hello, how are you, and welcome back to Watch It Again, the podcast where we go through 101 movies to see before you die. As always, I am Jacob, and with me are... I'm Kat. I'm Nick. And I'm James. Yeah, and this week it is Kat's turn, so over to her. So, my choice for this week was Pulp Fiction, because it's just a classic, and it's great. Um, had you guys seen it before? Yeah, I have. Um, I had not. I had lied to so many people saying I knew I had. you hadn't seen it. <laughs> I just remember one person a long time ago getting, like, giving me the full, you haven't seen this, you've got to, it's great. And so I just lied about it from then on. But I've seen it now. I'm glad you watched it. Um, well, anyway, for those who haven't seen it, Pulp Fiction came out in 1994. Um, and it was written mostly and directed by Quentin Tarantino. And it kind of follows three main characters through their interconnected stories. Um, so the first person is mob contract killer Vincent Vega. The second is um, a prize fighter Butch Coolidge. And the third is Vincent's partner Jules Winfield. And so the overall narrative of the story is told out of chronological order and you kind of cut um, forward and backwards in time and characters die and then they come back and it's really cool. It's kind of trippy if you haven't seen it before, but it's really cool. Yeah, can um, Yeah. <laughs> and um, like you get a few scenes too that are kind of seen from different characters' perspectives. So most like notable noticeably is the diner scene so the start and then the end um but that's kind of just like a little overview it's really just like it's not almost like an ensemble cast now but it wasn't then but um i might talk a little bit about the casting first before we get into the overall plot how does that sound yeah <laughs> yep, sounds good to me I'm, I'm on board for that one um because I feel like when we go through the plot, it'll be quite in-depth, perhaps. Um, anyway, so casting-wise, Tarantino had planned um, on reusing Michael Ma- um, Madsen, who played the ex-con Victor Vega in Reservoir Dogs, so his first movie. So he wanted him for the role of Vincent Vega. Um, but Madsen had already accepted a part in a different movie. So Tarantino got Travolta and basically said, hey, this part's yours, and made him the brother to Victor Vega, so Vince Vega. Um, Funny story with that, Harvey Weinstein, whose company kind of helped make this movie, wanted anyone but Travolta to play this role because at the time Travolta was just like poison. He 
Like, and Harvey Weinstein's every... not poison. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and we all know Harvey Weinstein. Like, um, hello. I feel like overarchingly, Harvey Weinstein's an asshole. Also, like a very bad person. So that's just like, bolt like over this whole thing. Even the, the, though he's a major part of this. <laughs> there's being an asshole, and then there's being Harvey Weinstein. True. 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 Yep. Um. But anyway, Weinstein didn't want Travolta because Travolta was kind of just like, I don't know, you put him in a movie and it bombed. Um, and he literally said, I will have every other actor that you want but him. Um, but in the end, Tarantino got his way and Travolta's in it and I don't think anyone else could have played it. Um, Travolta's so good in this. <laughs> he's like, he's excellent in this. He's so, so, so good. good. Um, oh man <laughs> so playing Travolta so um, Vega's partner is um, Samuel L. Jackson and he plays Jules Winfield and so Samuel L. Jackson thought that the role was actually being written for him by Tarantino like Tarantino had said to him hey I've got this role for you I've written it specifically for you so yeah, when right. he like auditioned for it he thought it was just like a table read and didn't really try and then he found out that he kind of bombed that so um they called in like a few other people and had them do readings and stuff and then um Jackson kind of heard that it was going to someone else so he got really mad and came back in and did another reading (laughs) 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 and was like I don't know, just scared the shit out of them and they were like, okay, okay, we'll cast you. <laughs> I can understand why he thought that though. It does feel like a written for Samuel L. Jackson role. Yeah, it's 100% a role that only he could have played. Um, and then in the, for the character of the, um, the what is it, boxer, the fighter, um, Bruce Willis. So he originally wanted the role of Vega, so Travolta's character, but that had already gone to Travolta. So Bruce Willis was like, I don't care what character you put me in, just put me in this movie, Um, which was kind of a big deal because he had just come off the back of Die Hard and he got like something like five million for that, which was massive. Oh no, no, he took a $5 million pay cut to do this movie, which at the time was massive because like, I guess now you've got, got like, A-list actors who kind of do more, um, like, major blockbusters and then go do, like, little indie films and things. But this was kind of unheard of at this time. And Bruce Willis was kind of, like, one of the first actors to do that. Like, he – because Tarantino wasn't big. He'd had, like, one hit, which was Reservoir Dogs. And for Bruce Willis to kind of turn around and say, hey, I will do this. Just put me in it. I don't care in what – spot was he like friends with tarantino outside of this beforehand or so that's a story in itself so harvey is it keitel or keitel keitel he keitel yeah so he was in reservoir dogs and so tarantino met bruce willis through harvey keitel because he had a barbecue and was like hey i really want you to meet this guy he'd be great for your movie um, and so then they just like met up and yeah, had a chat and the rest is history. Um, 
And so quite a few actresses were, um, what is it? They were kind of considered for the role of Mia Wallace, um, who is the mob boss's wife. Um, so you've got like Michelle Pfeiffer, Meg Ryan, Holly Hunter, Rosanna Arquette. Um, but ultimately Tarantino kind of decided on Uma Thurman, um, mostly because he was just like, when I see the actress who is meant to play Mia Wallace, I'll know. And apparently he just knew with Uma Thurman. That, <laughs> that sounds relatively... like a very pretentious, like, oh yeah, I just knew sort of thing. Like when you interviewed about it 10 years <laughs> later, it's like, oh yeah, I just, I just knew. Like Tarantino, <laughs> pretentious, never. Uh, never. Never, never, never in a million years. Did you see her with her shoes off first? So... <laughs> <laughs> was that the audition? Is you that said, what like, he meant? You went past um, and it was like a walkway at like shoulder height and it was, you just saw people's feet. Oh, and I was like, they're the feet. <laughs> they're the feet I want. <laughs> Don't know the who they're attached to, but movie. they're the feet. Uh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, anyway, they had like a three hour long dinner and talked it all out. And because she was really hesitant to play, and so was Travolta actually, to play like um, drug users. Like they didn't, they hadn't played. A character like that before because I mean like Travolta had done what like Grease and Travolta had it... done drugs though for sure <laughs> oh yeah for sure <laughs> he knew what sure. he was doing but like it's a very very heavy movie oh, in yeah. terms of drug use so they all had like specialized training in that and they had someone on set who was wait 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 like okay guys this is how you do drugs <laughs> yeah so specialized training <laughs> right. in like Oh, this yeah, is how thanks. you get high on camera, or <laughs> this like... is how you get high on camera. This is how you make it look like you're shooting up, <laughs> right? Essentially, was was the specialized training from like Travolta's mates, like he John Travolta, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He allegedly, allegedly. Um, actually, it was from one of Tarantino's friends who was a former heroin addict. Well, there you go. Yeah. So um... was his name John. <laughs> this is all alleged. I don't know. I feel like we need drugs, to but... stop ripping on <laughs> Travolta. I feel like he just did. Okay, I don't know. Um, but you hear the moral of the story, though. Heroin can get you work. Yep. Look at that. It'll get you work on a Tarantino film. They're, they've been lying to us for years. <laughs> moral of the story, guys. Moral of the story: Just be a heroin coach. Do not uh... take drugs. Unless they're prescription. Disclaimer, watch it again, does not approve the use of drugs. Prescription to you as well. Oh, yeah, in your name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, oh thank you, God. Nick. Anyway. Um, <laughs> We're going off the rails, rails early on this one. Yeah, yeah. What, like 10 minutes in? Calm down, I mean, guys. it's late at night. 11. True. I should have had a beer or something. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Um, anyway... Tarantino originally planned to write three... So this is... Okay, so let me take you back. This okay. is before Reservoir Dogs. Okay. So he'd kind of worked on scripts before and all that, but he was still just... Stop moving your head like that, Jacob. What? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> he was still, like, relatively unknown. Um, and he planned to write three films kind of mirroring the pulp magazines of the 20s and 30s so 
Um, I don't know if you've ever read any of those, but they're utter trash. But because they just like essentially follow the same storyline every time. I can tell you right now, I had definitely have not. Hundred <laughs> <100%. Yeah, same. laughs> percent. Um. So he planned to write these three films because he wasn't sure if he could get funding for a full feature, and he thought, "I'll just make three and kind of mesh them all together." And do them at different times. Um, But obviously that didn't end up happening. Um, And so he planned to share the writing with his friend, Rog Avery, and another friend who never kind of materialised. So Avery wrote the story about the boxer, Bruce Willis, um, and Tarantino wrote the story of the mob boss's wife and the two hitmen. Um, And so he was kind of working on this, working on this, and then he kind of got the idea for Reservoir Dogs about a jewellery heist gone wrong and all that. So he kind of abandoned the script for Pulp Fiction for a few years and worked on Reservoir Dogs and made that and kind of secured, well, not secured his place, but kind of got his foot in the door of Hollywood and, like, kind of caught the eye of a few people, like, notably Danny DeVito and his production company, which um, helped a lot with this movie. Um... And so then he kind of came back to writing Pulp Fiction and spent like three or four months or something in Amsterdam, just like, um, I wonder what they're talking just about. like getting high and drinking a lot of coffee and writing this script. <laughs> I mean, again, drugs. Drugs. That's all I'm hearing. I'm Different like, kind of drugs. Thirteen minutes. Sure. It's just drugs. Drugs are great for creative expression. Clearly. What's the downside? Um, addiction. We're going to have to put a disclaimer at the start of this episode. I can, I can do that. Yeah, please do. Um, so anyway, he stayed in Amsterdam for a bit and wrote most of the script. And Avery contributed a bit more about the story of the boxer, um, which in the end... Tarantino reportedly paid him $25,000 for. So there's like a whole other story there because they were really good friends and apparently still are. But I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of gossip around that. Um, And I've read a lot of conflicting reports. Like apparently Tarantino called him and like abused him and said like, if you don't accept this, like I'm going to, I don't know, ruin your life or whatever. And Apparently Avery was like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, I don't want writing credits on this movie and all this sort of stuff. So there's that a lot of... That sounds like something a drug addict would say. <laughs> <laughs> Do this or ruin your life. Like, it's very you need like to the local stop. junkies I see at work. You stop know? bringing it back to drugs. A lot of aggression. Um, but, yeah, so he paid Avery the 2500 so that um, the movie... Like, in the movie credits, it could say written and directed by Quentin Tarantino, not, um, like, written by Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery or whatever. Well, there you go. Um, so, yeah. It's basically, like, this movie is surrounded by controversy, too, because at the time it came out, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, there's too much violence and too much um, drug use and all this and this and this in... Um, in movies, like we need to calm it down. Um, and then Harvey Weinstein got the script and was like, "This is fucking great. We're doing this." 
damn it. Uh, which is like kind of good because it is one of the greatest movies. Oh, yeah, it's time. great. Um, it's on the list after all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so. I, I can tell you a funny story. Yeah, go for it. So I um, told my boss, who's a listener of this, hi Matt, shout out. Um, <laughs> hey that, Matt. <laughs> that we were doing um, Pop Fiction this week. Mm. And he told me a story of when he was like a teenager when this movie came out that they went to go and see it. Mm. But they didn't have ID, so they couldn't get in because it was like R18 plus. Yeah. So, like, his mate went up to the counter and was like, you know, three tickets to Pulp Fiction. And she's like, do you have ID? And he's like, no. And there was like some other movie on. He's like, right, well, three student tickets to that. And she's like, do you have ID? And he's like, no. And he's like, well, you've got to pay full advice. And he's like, well, I'm either an adult and I can see Pulp Fiction. Or I'm a school child and I can't see it, which means you give me a student ticket for this one. So they gave them adult tickets to Pulp? No. Oh. They saw the oh. other movie. <laughs> Tragic. And he told me he watched a bootleg now. VHS copy, allegedly, of... Um, yeah, it's fine. Fiction. VHS isn't a thing anymore. No, but yeah, it's quite funny. A bootleg VHS. Yeah. You know, why not? I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, so James. Yes. Did you only watch this once? Uh, I watched this, like the first, until the scene with Mia, like Mm. a long time ago, but otherwise, yeah, just, just the once. Okay. Well, how confident are you in giving us a bit of a rundown of the plot? (laughs) Do you want it in, um... In order of what we see in the moody movie, or of the order of the events, time-wise. I reckon in Maybe. order of the movie. Yeah. The the, okay, I yeah. can do that. I think yes. Okay, and um, we'll just butt in. <laughs> if you get it wrong. So wait, right. are we gonna? Am I gonna say it, and then we're gonna talk about each thing? In yeah, just yeah, go through it, and then we'll. Yeah. 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 Well, sounds we good s- to me. Okay, uh, we started with the scene in the diner with um, I don't remember either of these characters' names. Okay. Pumpkin Bunny. and Honey Bunny. Oh yeah, Honey Bunny. Which okay, so Honey Bunny was. <laughs> um, I so we were there was talk this writer. Interrupt, but no. Sorry, this is a really funny story that I came across. Actually, it's not funny. It's kind of sad. Tarantino oh, okay. was. Oh hi Nick. Oh yeah, Nick's back. Welcome back, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Nick disappeared for a while. Nick's back, everyone. Or... We, we were we were just. Gonna try and hide it, I think. But yeah, yeah we did not mention that you were going at all, so. but now you're back. Oh, yeah, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tim Apple let me down. That's okay. Um, anyway, anyway, so Tarantino was house sitting for this um, writer, and she had a rabbit called Honey Bunny, and he accidentally killed the rabbit, so he <laughs> named this character in the movie after the rabbit. Do we know how he killed the rabbit? Do we know what happened to the rabbit? I think he just, like, didn't look after it and it just died. He wanted it spoiled. Too many drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob! (laughs) Oh, my God. So that's why Honey Bunny is called Honey Bunny. I really like his work, but, like, this is not good. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no. He's not going to make a reference to what Lucky Rabbit's for. He's never listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) Who are we kidding? (laughs) <laughs> okay, so we start off in the diner Yeah, sorry James, yeah. carry on um, Yeah, and we see those two uh, talking about If they're going to rob the diner or not mm-hmm. 
I believe we then go straight to uh, Vincent and Jules um, on on a hit for a couple of young guys who have betrayed uh, Mr. Marcellus Wallace. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that opening car scene where they're talking about burgers, the first time I watched this, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> and, like, I had never seen anything by Tarantino before. Like, this is the first Tarantino movie I watched, and I was just like... Why, why am I even spending time watching this? <laughs> John Travolta's got extensions in and he's talking about fucking Big Macs. Like, <laughs> what is this movie? Can I also just say, um, as someone who watched a lot of Simpsons in their childhood, there's a whole heap of references that now make so much sense to me because <laughs> they're based on Pulp Fiction. So many spoofs and so... like. So many things reference this movie. It's ridiculous. Just that John Travolta looking lost meme. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, actually, I did watch this movie. I watched this re- movie with my roommate, Lockie. Hey, Lockie. He's probably not listening, but that's fine. Um, Lockie should be listening or Lockie will no longer be your roommate. <laughs> and he hadn't seen it before. And he was kind of just a bit like, what the fuck? <laughs> <As well. laughs> yeah, it's fair. So, it's, it's pretty out there. Yeah. I, mean, I hadn't watched this for years and watching it yes was it yesterday? No, not before day before. Sunday night. Monday night. Monday night. Mm. It was just like I forgot how fucking weird this was. Yeah, it's really fucking like, weird. I just forgot how weird it gets in some bits and I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. Like <laughs> I think I know one of the bits you're definitely thinking about. (laughs) (laughs) Three came to mind just then. (laughs) There's one that definitely I completely forgot happened. Did it occur underground? Oh, that one. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that one. We'll come to that later. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, James, carry on. Um, Maybe, do you want to do this first bit until, like, up until... Anyway, just go. Up just until go. Bruce Willis? Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's like okay. part one sort of thing. Part like one. Section one, chapter... Yeah, no. Yeah. 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 All right, so... Well, after after that, and after they uh, kill three out of the four of those dudes... Mm-hmm. Um, well, we do actually see Bruce Willis for the first time after this in the, um, in the bar um, talking to Marcellus but we don't get much of an indication that he's going to be a character because we then move on to Vincent and Mia. Um, Vincent's taking Mia out on a, on not a date because she's Marcellus's wife, but on... Uh, <laughs> he has to, to show her a good time. Exactly. Show her a good time. Can't you imagine know, that phrase being, you know, compared to a date. Ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> if you were told to go and take a woman out to show her a good time, it kind of implies that, like, yeah, she's gonna have a good time. Yeah, <laughs> but she's a married woman, so that's really sus. Um, you skipped over like the greatest speech in cinema. Well, not the greatest, but like one of the greatest speeches in Being cinema history. The greatest history. speech in Samuel cinema Jackson's. history was last week, but okay, whatever. Yes. <laughs> oh, shut up, Jacob! <laughs> Stop bringing Lord of the Rings into this. <laughs> You know, what? if I remembered anything He's about right, those you movies, know. I'd probably agree with you. But they're just that forgettable. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. I'll... 
Don't be um, sorry, Jacob. I support you. Yeah. Thank you, James. That's why you're here now. <laughs> you're on team me. It's two on two now. Uh, but yeah, that um, Samuel L. Jackson just steals that whole first I scene. I would be so scared if a just anyone holding a gun got really angry and quoted the Bible at me. I mean, and, oh, I'd be scared when he just starts eating your food and drinking your drink and looking at you oh, like yeah. that. It's like, True. I'm about to die. Also that, also that. It's terrifying. Um, and at the end of that kind of scene you are first introduced to like the briefcase which mm. you never see inside what's in the briefcase it's shiny two batteries and a light bulb actually <laughs> <laughs> mm. you okay jacob i don't know if that'll come up in the recording but there was just the scariest noise outside it was like a ghost train it, went so. past it was like a real high pitched like squeal, but like in the wind. Samuel L. Jackson's coming for you. So I don't know if the recording picked it up. So if you heard that, you know what I'm talking about. If not, I think I'm losing my mind. Probably just losing your mind. But that was actually terrifying. <laughs> please, please leave a comment. Is Jacob losing his mind? Let us know. That was, yeah, that was a really Let creepy noise. Sorry, Sorry to completely go on a tangent there, but that was like. <laughs> Terrifying. Uh, anyway, um, are you okay? If I die halfway through this, sick. <laughs> you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So then, Marcellus Wallace has a meeting with Butch, who he tells to throw his next match, which is kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, fun fact. Um, the guy who plays Marcellus, no, not Marcellus. Yes, Marcellus. Sorry, he had a um band aid on the back of his head because he accidentally cut himself. And Tarantino was like, "I like that. That's visually appealing. Leave it on for the take." <laughs> I, I I think it worked quite well. It it was. It did. It, it did. Had a menacing it humanized him. To it. It's like one of those things where like you see like to the why is that, that there. That... Well, there's you know? a theory that there's a band-aid on the back of his head because he got his soul taken out and that's what's in the briefcase. Yeah, I have heard that. Oh, true. Oh. Yeah, I have heard that. Because, yeah. like, what the fuck is in the briefcase? No one knows. Batteries in a light. Yeah, well, <laughs> batteries in light. that's actually what it is. <laughs> uh, apparently, though, Tarantino has been, like, quoted as saying, like, if you actually knew what was in the briefcase, it would change your whole perceptive of the movie. Yeah, right. Like, it would just change everything. So and why I'm doesn't like, well, he what? tell us so it tell changes our perspective? It's so insane. I couldn't um, possibly tell you. It's that good. It would change the world. I just could not. Again, pretentious. <laughs> Quentin, extraordinarily humble Tarantino. Also, just, just touching on like that Samuel Jackson scene with the burgers, it, it is one of my three notes for this entire film that I took down while watching it, mm-hmm. in which I just wrote, Samuel Jackson is fucking great in this. Yes. <laughs> really fucking great. One of great. three good, notes I made. Good note. Good note. So. So, so good. Yeah. Um, just, there needs to be, I just wish there was more of him in this. Yeah. Yeah. He's not in it enough. Would be nice. That is a fair quest, but... 
Oh well. What can you do? Alright, carry so, on. So, do you want me to just keep going? Because I have yeah. the plot written out. Yeah, go for it. Okay. I'm lucky, James. You've been replaced. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next day, um, Vincent purchases some heroin from his drug dealer friend um, and shoots up, which is like, I can't, like, I generally am okay with needles. Like, now I'm fine. But, but that scene is gross. That scene is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I struggled a bit. The and needle, I, the, I reckon the needle later on's worse, though. No, no. Oh, yeah. no. oh the, when, when the, she's being revived? Yeah, the needle in the chest is, that yeah, got, I was like. Me. Yeah, Ugh. that's fucked up. But, like, also, <laughs> so is watching him shoot up. True. Yes. Yeah, let's Does agree that neither of them are nice. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> Unless um, they're prescription in your name and a doctor has told you to make you better. Yes, in which case, do the drugs. Yeah. Only prescriptive heroin. Or you're cool like Quentin Tarantino. Watch it again podcast. is <laughs> completely against the uh, illegal use of drugs, but completely for prescription medicine and vaccines in health of human health. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, yes. Kat, do you know who plays the drug dealer? What's his name? His name's Lance. I don't know. Do you know who plays Lance? Does anyone know who plays Lance? Eric Stoltz. Yes. Oh, and true. He is from. We should. We did an episode on it. Well, I have an excuse. I haven't been on this show for every um, episode. <laughs> why does that name sound so familiar? What is it, Nick? You might know him as the man who was Marty McFly for like two weeks until he was replaced. Oh, true. <laughs> god and now he's doing heroin (laughs) (laughs) unlucky buddy (laughs) that's so funny oh my gosh yeah yeah he definitely plays a better drug dealer than marty mcfly than the back of marty mcfly's head sometimes (laughs) (laughs) like those two scenes um so anyway he gets the heroin in a little baggie because he's run out of I know whatever he usually puts it in, um, and so doesn't heroin he... normally come in a little baggie? A funny well, well, he made a comment about it that oh, he no, no, that no. was what he had. So I was like, maybe it's it looked like know. movie drugs. So this is why you need a drug expert on set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Eric Stoltz. Um... <laughs> no, they had John Travolta and Quentin Tarantino. They were fine. So basically, anyway, stop talking about drugs so I can keep going. <laughs> We're not even halfway through the plot. That's fine. Um, so basically, Vincent gets high and then drives to meet Mia, who um, he then takes to eat at a 1950s themed res- restaurant. And they kind of like participate in a dance contest um which that diner they built the entire thing and i don't know if you realize but steve buscemi is their waiter yeah i did i did see that That was quite funny yeah i hadn't noticed it before until i saw it and then i was like oh that is james he doesn't look how he usually looks i i saw the cast list of this going into it and um and still steve buscemi and then Halfway through the movie, I'm like, did they, did they accidentally credit Steve Buscemi instead of Christopher Walken? <laughs> <laughs> and then Steve Buscemi pops up for like 30 seconds. Uh, 
that's wow. funny. But yeah. Yeah, it's quite um, funny. And so then, so they win the contest, the dancing contest, um, which because obviously Tarantino, John Tavolta can dance. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, and Tarantino shot that himself. He was holding the camera, calling out dance moves for them to do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so then him and Mia go home and while Vincent is in the bathroom, Mia finds the bag of heroin, which she mistakes for cocaine and snorts it, which is horrendous to watch. That's that's also rough to watch. Not as rough as the needles, but it doesn't end well. And she overdoses. Well, yeah, she snorted um, a lot of heroin. Yeah, what she was snorting was actually sugar, though, which would still be so it would bad. Not, yeah, it wouldn't be fun. Yeah. So bad. Ow. Um, and so like, oh, and so you know when she overdoses and she's like foaming at the mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take a guess as to what that is that they put in her mouth? Quentin spit. <laughs> <laughs> what the Jesus. fuck, Nick? That's just toothpaste. No. Um. Soap. Ew, no. What is it? Campbell's Wait, mushroom uh, soup. Uh, give me a prop. Oh. oh. <laughs> Why is it so foamy though? I guess like if you like slushed it around in your mouth, then maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. That is actually Disgusting. really gross. So anyway, Vincent finds her overdosed and rushes her to Lance's house. Um and like crashes into Lance's oh, yeah. yard. What's going on there? Like why do you have to stop? <laughs> I guess in his haste he was just too Well, I mean he's high as well, so yeah, but st- he managed the rest of it fine and he just true I don't know he like full like breaks that pillar too like that's hanging yeah yeah I think that was Tarantino's car too actually (laughs) or maybe maybe it wasn't anyway Tarantino had a car that was in this movie um and so he and Lance carry Uma Thurman inside and that wasn't a dummy that was actually Uma Thurman and she got so banged up being carried by them through that house apparently apparently she was like bleeding and shit because <laughs> they kept hitting her on like the door frames and dropping her and stuff oh. <laughs> I mean have you ever actually, tried to carry someone that's like a dead weight yeah it's, it's hard it's so hard even when like a small person it is hard mm. it makes no sense it's because you're not a good shape to carry like if all your weight was in like a ball you could carry it yeah but because you're like long and lanky and have bits flying around yeah yeah (laughs) stupid so Uma Thurman got very bruised um and so to essentially revive her um Vincent gives her a shot of adrenaline to the heart which do not try at home. <laughs> yeah, at not Just another disclaimer there. <laughs> um, that's some that's some plot MacGuffin to have that hit where it has to in their state. What's a MacGuffin? A MacGuffin's like a thing in the plot that like has 
it happens for the sole reason to advance the plot. Like, it's sort of like, so, like, something happens that the characters don't really influence. Like, it has to happen that way, or something has to happen to the characters to advance the plot in the way that the story needs it to go. Oh, okay. So it's like it happened. They they hit it perfectly because they have to for the story to advance in the way it does. Mm. Whereas it's something that like wouldn't actually happen that way. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, so you know how when she wakes up and is like all like, <gasps> so yeah. Yeah. she um took inspiration for that reaction from <laughs> a recording of a i think it was a tiger that had been tranquilized too heavily and some zookeepers had to give it a shot of adrenaline like that waking up was her inspiration for how she reacted (laughs) (laughs) um a waking tiger a waking tiger so after this we kind of switch stories and go over to Butch, the boxer played by um, Bruce Willis. So obviously before Marcellus had told him that he needed to throw the fight, that he needed to lose, but instead he wins and accidentally kills his opponent. Um... And he, like, jumps out a window and gets in a taxi and um, goes back to the hotel where his he and his girlfriend, um, Fabienne, are staying and, like, preparing to flee. Can I, um, what's the word? Can I confess something? Sure. Yes. The first time I watched this movie, this is where I checked out. <laughs> oh, I really? I watch it again. It gets so much better after this. I did not turn it... That's the thing. I didn't turn it back on for, like, two years. Because I thought, well, this is going nowhere. As in, you turned it off because of... You turned it off because it was going nowhere right before it goes somewhere. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And goes somewhere real fucked up. It certainly does. So, wait, wait... Fuck. What part did you Up. did you turn it off at, Nick? Like when when, when like they get back to the hotel, hotel room with his girlfriend. Yeah, I do understand mm. that. The only like it does kind of like drag on a little bit. Well, yeah. I was an impatient teen. I was like, death. <laughs> what do you when? mean teen? Teen. <laughs> when when he watched it the first time. No, but I mean like he said like he was an impatient teen, but it was more like he's, he's, like impatient, he's still impatient now. now. Teen, uh, it's the uh, joke. Teen. I missed it. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> I tried. Sorry, everyone. Um, to be quiet again now. I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks, so Kat. anyway, <laughs> um, Butch discovers that his girlfriend has forgotten to pack his father's gold watch, which is a beloved heirloom, and gets real mad and is like, it was on the little kangaroo. You were meant to get it off the little kangaroo, which I think is hilarious because I wonder how many people actually know what a kangaroo looks like. Yeah, I saw that thing and was like, that's the kangaroo. Yeah, it did not look like a kangaroo. <laughs> um, and so, is this when you get the um, the flashback? Yeah. No, the flashback's at the... Like, as in with Christopher Walken. 
Yeah. No, it's it's at the start before, like, of the second half. Yeah, before it's the we first see. Right oh, the fight, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, before yeah. before he wins the fight. Oh, true. Yeah. And then he wakes yeah, up. He wakes up. Yeah. Well, like, Jacob, do you want to give us a recap of what that flashback is? Um, is Christy? Yeah, it's Christopher Walken, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. He's he's like an army dude, and he comes in, and he um gives a watch to a child, like Bruce Willis. What's his character's name? Butch. Butch. It's like the child Butch, and he gives him a speech like you know how your granddaddy wore this in, no, your great grandfather wore this in World War One, and then he came home, and then he passed <laughs> it on to your grandfather who wore it in World War Two, and then he passed it to your father who. Warren, who was my friend, and he um, they were in a prisoner of war camp, and his father had it up his ass for five years, and his father died of dysentery, so Christopher Walken's character had it up his ass for two years, and he's like, no, now this watch goes to you, and he's like, oh, but, thanks, and then he wakes up, and it's like a boxing sense. fight, but like, what the fuck? That speech so is hilarious. Up, that watch was up someone's ass for seven years, two people's asses. I wonder what um, the watch. When they were filming this, seven the kid... years of an Oh, yuck. <laughs> yuck. Yeah, it's um, disgusting. When they were filming this, it was one of the last things that they filmed and the kid kept falling asleep because the, the speech was so long. <laughs> <laughs> so in the end, they just did it with Christopher Walken, like just looking at the camera, not talking to the kid. <laughs> They're just like, you can go now. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need you. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, yeah, the watch is very important to Butch. Um, so he goes back to There's his apartment. There's asshole related to... things in this section, isn't there? A few, yeah. yeah. I wonder what Roger Avery had on his mind <laughs> when he wrote this. <laughs> He's a closeted homosexual that likes watches. Maybe. Maybe. Or putting watches up his bum. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> um, James just gave me a look. <laughs> so, Butch goes yeah, back to his... this podcast. You do what you want. <laughs> I was going to add your name to the title, actually. <gasps> yeah, we'll go back to being homophobes next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, Only Nick. Can I go on, please? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> do go on. Don't. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. So he goes back to his apartment to get the watch and notices, like, he's, like, all fine. He's, like, he thinks that someone's watching him or, like, is in the apartment. And then he realizes, like, oh, I'm fine. So he, like, puts some Pop-Tarts in the toaster and, like, he's, like, all this. <laughs> he's, like, having a good time. And then he sees, like, right there on the bench like this machine gun <laughs> and um and then he hears the toilet flush <laughs> imagine, so he's just just think about that for a second imagine like going back into your house putting some toast on then looking at a gun on the kitchen bench and then the toilet door right next to you the toilet flushes you're like oh fuck like well i'm not having my pop tarts <laughs> in the toilet why is there a gun um and so basically Vincent, open. Oh, I can hear myself on someone's. I think it's Nick. I think it was Nick, but he's fixed it. Okay. Um. 
So yeah, Vincent walks out of the bathroom reading a pulp magazine. Uh, <laughs> I missed that. Um, and then Butch just like shoots him <laughs> very brutally at very, a point blank. Very range. silly to uh, to be waiting for someone that you might have to kill and just leave your gun out while you're in the bathroom. Well, you had to do a shit. You can you can do a shit with your gun leaning in the corner of the bathroom. Surely. Maybe. I'll have to try it. <laughs> um, so then... Guys, Kat's going to kill one of us. <laughs> probably I'm probably the only one out of us that knows how to use a gun. <laughs> no comment. That, that, was, that, was, that was a veiled threat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything on that su- subject. Um, so basically kind of cut to Butch getting back in his car um, he's feeling happy he's just like shot someone who was after him yada yada feeling good playing his music then he stops at a traffic light and guess who walks past <laughs> Marcellus Wallace and they look at each other and they're like oh that's them and <laughs> yeah, I, I know you so Butch basically floors it and runs into Marcellus Wallace. He pumps him with that car. <laughs> Not a fun way to be. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, he's a big guy. He's if someone hit me with a car like car. that, I'd be fucked. I mean, he's pretty out of it following it. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, you'd want to be out of it for what follows, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm dreading reading this. <laughs> um, so they're both really injured and like dazed from the accident, and kind of like, um, Butch is wait is Butch following? No, Marcellus is following Butch. Yeah, yeah. And Butch he's is got like, a gun. yeah. And, yeah, because um, he shoots that um chick that was helping oh, yeah. Butch in like the leg and she's like squealing and it's like oh yeah. that's unfortunate for you but you'll um, be okay it's okay you know they got shot in the leg it's fine you'll be okay it's, yeah he will not be though um so Butch runs into a pawn shop and Marcellus follows that, him in That that's like pawn not pawn P-A-W-N yeah P-A-W-N yes just to clarify. Although. I mean, you can understand having to clarify considering what happens next. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the owner kind of captures them and yeah. knocks them out yeah, and ties fucked. them up in the basement. <laughs> um, the, with and a then, gag ball in their mouths. Yeah. <laughs> and then Zed, a like police officer or like a security guard or something kind of like comes down and they um take Marcellus into another room and rape him wait wait wait, wait. before that they just bring in a gimp oh yeah true I forgot about that and just like chain him up in the room and then he gets so much happens in this part of the story the gimp dies weird does it yeah he's hanging there yeah okay I guess I wasn't that invested in it as a character. <laughs> Butch goes to a, Butch escapes and the gimp is like hung, and then he has like a crisis and yeah goes back. 
So, I better save. Oh, which is like comedy gold. Him deciding which weapon to use. So oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so like upgrades, so and upgrades, he, and upgrades. So Butch breaks loose, knocks out the gimp or kills the gimp, and then like l- starts to leave the shop, walks up the stairs, and is like. Oh, maybe I should go back and save Marcellus, which is really nice of him, considering that Marcellus was trying to kill him. Um, so he picks up... What does he pick up first? A hammer. A hammer. And he's like, oh, this will do. And then he then he sees something else and he picks up baseball a baseball bat. bat. And he's like, oh, even better. And then he sees these little Chainsaw? chainsaws yeah. and he's like, uh-huh, excellent. And then you just like see him look up and he just like drops the chainsaw and he picks up a um katana yeah samurai sword and he's like excellent (laughs) he like full slices that dude too yeah but like how fucked is it when he opens that door and the camera just cuts to marcellus just getting brutally anally raped it's yeah Horrendous. That was, that was also fun. not a nice thing to to look at. In the yeah, porn James, job, I was were like, you expecting that? Turns around to get sliced. Like, I, I mean, sword. you kind of knew that it was established with the sounds, but yeah, I was not expecting them to show it as much as they did. Oh yeah, yeah. full on. Like, yep, it, it's happening. Not good. And he's like, not you good. can see he's like in extreme pain. Oh yeah. But that actor, that, that actor, I forget his name, but he always like every movie I've seen him in, he's always like been very good at acting like he's in pain. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Maybe he's uh, just in pain on the inside. Maybe. Yeah, when he played King King, he just did these massive screams. I was like, oh god. Poor dude. Um. Anyway, so Butch saves Marcellus. And Marcellus shoots Zed. Um, and then Marcellus says to Butch, like, we're even. This is it. We're even. As long as you tell no one about what happened <laughs> and leave LA, we're I'd done. Like, it's fine. Um, so Did then... you know, Jacob? Yeah. When it's Marcellus Wallace? I don't know. <laughs> Seems like an unwise plan. Unwise decision. Anyway, Butch steals Zed's chopper and picks up his girlfriend and they drive away. Um, so then it cuts back to Vincent and Jules, so Travolta and Jackson, and they've just killed all those guys in the apartment and um, another guy bursts out of the bathroom and like shoots wildly at them at like like almost point blank range but misses them entirely oh yeah that that dude's fucking retarded (laughs) (laughs) how do you miss every shot at like two meters away it's a miracle from god yeah didn't you literally (laughs) so funny Uh, um and so, obviously, Jules and Vincent kill him. <laughs> I just love, like, Very the look point. they give each other when, like, he first shoots and they're like, hey, you're not shot. And then, like, hey, you're not shot. And then it's like, huh. <laughs> And they just him. both look at him, like, dead serious and just obliterate him. Uh, Great. It's good. It's funny. Good shit. And, like, the dude that's um, on the floor is like, how the fuck did you not remember that there was someone in the bathroom with a gun? <laughs> 
how did you forget to mention? Yeah, I love that. And the guys are like, oh, fuck, fuck, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, and so, anyway, they, there's one guy left alive, Marvin. So they take him with them. Starving Marvin. Um, so Jules is driving and Vincent's sitting beside him with the gun pulled on Marvin, who's sitting in the back. And they're just kind of, like, talking and chatting and, like, having a bit of an argument. And then, all of a sudden, Vincent just blows Marvin's head off. Shoots him completely right in the face. covering them entirely in, like, blood and brains and shit. There's, like... It's so bad. Bits of, like, pieces. head in Samuel L. Jackson's, like, afro. Yeah, it's and it's, it's there so for like bad. the next half an hour of the movie. It's just this bits of rain and stuff just hanging in his hair. It's disgusting. So gross. It's so gross. I um and then they have an argument. They're like, "You hit a bump." No, I didn't hit a bump. Why would you have finger on the trigger? <laughs> oh, it's disgusting, but comedy gold. <laughs> it's yeah. It, it is. It is funny because just poof. And like, there's just blood everywhere. And, and then, like, holy and fuck. Also, like, you're not expecting that no. at all to happen. You're not. Whatsoever. Um, and so they drive to one of Jules's friend's place, Jimmy, who is played by Quentin Tarantino, which I really didn't enjoy. No. Yeah, he's so weird. He's, he's not so a weird good in actor. This. Um, he's fine, but, like, just... His presence compared is really unpleasant in this. Yeah. Compared yeah. to Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson, he like he shouldn't be in a scene with them because they just outshine him immensely. You can just feel the the difference in acting. Yeah. I mean, obviously, but just yeah. It's he's just that like standard suburban weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> he is just that standard. Suburban yeah, that's weirdo. what he is. He's just that weird dude and your weird neighbor. Um, so basically, Jimmy, played by Tarantino, demands that they um, clean the car and get rid of, like, essentially get rid of the problem before his wife comes home. So Marcellus sends his cleaner, Winston Wolfe, who's played by Harvey Keitel, um, and, like, basically tells Jules and Vincent how to clean the car and hide the body and dispose of their bloody clothes and then like to take the car to a junkyard um which was really smart i thought how he did it all (laughs) um and then they get hosed off by quentin tarantino (laughs) in the backyard (laughs) um and so from there they go to the diner so the same diner as the one at the start and finally wraps around yeah. Um, and you Jules could say tells... it comes full circle. Ah. Jules tells Vincent that he um, wants to retire because um, they survived the the bullets. They the bullets didn't hit them, so it's a miracle. He's got to. It's divine intervention. He's got to get out while he can and like spread the word. Um. And so Vincent goes to the bathroom and Pumpkin and Honey Bunny hold up the restaurant um, and basically Jules, like, I don't know, 
holds pumpkin at gunpoint and honey bunny has a mental breakdown and <laughs> it's a really good um, scene it, it is, is excellent it's a really it's good really scene really good um and cuz Travolta's yeah. like um just like why can't, like he just you can just tell he just wants to shoot them both yeah he's like can we just kill him like he's not as wise as Jewel yeah well, I mean, towards the end of the movie, I feel like Vincent just does annoying thing after annoying thing. Like, he's still being really rude to Jules after killing the guy for not having his finger off the trigger. And then he's rude to, like, what's the... the Mr. Wolf. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he wants to wants to kill, the, kill Honey Bunny and... Um, pumpkin. And Pumpkin over 1500 bucks that Jules is going to give them to sort him out. Yeah. Well, I think, too, like, this is more of Jules' story anyway. Like, this part of the story is yeah. the main... Yeah, like, he's the main focus. And I think, too, more... Like, they were worried about the suitcase because they have the suitcase at this point. Yeah, Jules is They were worried is just, about them taking that. Like, all his focus is is getting the suitcase back. Yeah, that's the last thing he does is going to do before he yeah. leaves. And um, he's out of there. Yeah. And so, basically, Jules lets the robbers take his money and leave, and as long as they leave the briefcase, and then, yeah, then Jules and Vincent walk out of the diner, and um, everyone's on the ground still, and they're just like, okay, bye. <laughs> and, they, and they live happily ever after. <laughs> Except Vincent, because Jules Except we- him and he didn't have a friend there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did it feel strange like to anyone like watching that last scene with Vincent already being dead? Yeah, a little bit. No, nah, cuz it's I, kind of nice. It sort known, of explains though. why Jules isn't there when he gets shot. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's kind of bittersweet, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um then and yeah, and that's the end. Well, so um well, well done, Kat. Thank you. Do you want to know what my other two notes in this movie were? Yeah, of course. Um, The soundtrack is absolutely fucking banging. Oh, excellent. It is so good. And the other note is the cinematography in this movie is just fucking next level. Yeah, so good. This movie is shot so nicely. And, like, there is some genuine, like, fantastic... Like really artistic shots throughout this film. I'm well, like, that looks fucking sick. Tarantino really wanted to make it look expensive. He because mm. he was on such a tight budget that he wanted to make it look like he had all this money to play with, and he used the best cameras and all this and this and this. When he didn't, he like shot using some shitty camera and like somehow made it so that it looked. Mm. Excellent. Yeah, like Which is like yeah. props to him because this movie turned out phenomenally. Yeah, it just looks the whole way through just looks amazing. Mm. Even when like the head exp- like the guy shot in the head, it's still shot so nicely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah. Um Good movie. Good movie. It really is. So does anyone Indeed. have any other notes they want to touch on or other things they want to bring up before we carry on I'm, I'm done particularly yeah sorry Quentin we, we do love you but it's yeah. you know, just kind of what a hanging fruit the whole feet thing I suppose so Kat yeah would you watch it again 
fuck yes. James? 100%. Yeah, definitely. Nick? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I would too. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Good shit. And it's just so entertaining. Like, a lot of these... It's I feel like so a lot of these good. movies, they're, they're good, but sometimes they're only good for one watch, not Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah I feel like some movies are, like, cinematic classics that you have to watch that, like... Like everything on our list. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, this is entertaining. Yeah, very entertaining. So we can move on to what we've been watching and what we're excited for. Sounds good. And Kat can kick us off because it's her week. Cool. Um, I know what well, she watched. Do you? Yeah, you told us. What did I watch? You put it in the chat and then I was like, I'll watch that too because we can talk about it, but then I didn't watch it. Oh, Parasite. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I watched it, Kat. We can talk about it. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. I, I was... The- I was not expecting it. Like, I mean, you I know so you won... Man. I know, because I watched it, and I've got something else in mind that I want to talk about too. Ooh. But, um, yeah, I I don't know, like, for some reason I just had it in my head that, like, there was all this hype around it, like, because, you know, I just watched Joker, so I was like, and everyone had said how great that was, and I was like, this is kind of shit. <laughs> um, so I kind of just had the same feeling coming into Parasite, but, oh my God, everyone should watch that movie because it is phenomenal. And just the ending, it all just like implodes. And I'm like, whoa, I was not expecting that at all. And like, also, can I live in that house? Because that is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> it, is, it is gorgeous. Oh, so good. Jacob, yeah, watch it. Keen. Like, it's been yeah. on stand for so long and I've got to get onto it. No. Yeah. I just, I just run I'm out of time this week. <laughs> it's really like, and I was worried about the subtitles too. Because I was like, oh, do I want to watch... Uh, like I was waiting till I was in the mood to watch a foreign language film where I could actually concentrate on the yeah. subtitles, but it was really easy to follow. It wasn't difficult at all. And yeah. Fair enough. Just what was, what was really your other thing good. you were going to... Oh, so I watched The Old Guard on Netflix. Yeah, is it good? I've heard, I've heard mixed reviews. I liked it i kind of i just like those sorts of movies but i also i was like why is this so familiar it's because i read the comic when it first came out (laughs) i was like i know what's happening why do i know what's happening and basically the lady who wrote the comics wrote the screenplay for this and only changed a few things so that's good yeah it was like i don't know the fight sequences were really cool and just like i don't know the whole idea is really cool but I haven't read the second volume yet of the comics, but I can kind of tell where it's going. So it'll be interesting. It'll be yep. interesting. I'd like to. I'd like them, for them to make a second movie. I'd watch it. Mm, that's me done. Right, James, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive back a week and a half, but because it's Tarantino, I feel like it's reasonable. So I watched um, <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Nice. Um, Very not good. that Very long good. ago. Um, was it the first time you watched it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I am. Um, there, there. I am never going to be watching something that's current. Like, there's just so many things that I in the past that I feel like I have to, like, I have a giant list on my phone of things to get through. So <laughs> one day I'll also be able to watch current things. If you watch Booksmart next week, I'll watch it as well, and we can talk about it. 
Okay. I think I watched yeah. books. Is that the two chicks one? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Good. I've seen that. It's, it's so good. good. It's I've so good. I've watched that. I have it on YouTube. <laughs> I bought it on YouTube. <laughs> you know, I, but, I, I, I've watched that. But what did you think of Once Upon a Time? Um, I didn't like it as much as I like Pulp Fiction, but mm. um, it it was it was good. Like, I felt that during the whole time I was really like invested in what was happening in the characters. And then at the end I thought nothing really happened except for the last 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing did. It does. Especially with um, Margot Robbie's character. Yeah. Sharon, I think it was. Yeah. Sharon Tate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And yet I was still so thoroughly invested, I suppose just because Tarantino's storytelling feels so different to every like other modern movie. Yeah, they all yeah. feel so formulaic that it's just a breath of breath of fresh air when it's the way he really invests into his characters, and you actually can't tell what they're going to do because they're not just cookie cutters. I, I feel like too, in particular with his movies, you're not just seeing like things that are like furthering the plot. You're just seeing like bits of their life, and it, yeah, it, it it contributes, I think, to them being much better written characters rather than what happens serves the plot and then the characters second. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I did like it. I thought it was good, but not, not great. Not, not great. Yes. Good. Cause I didn't like it either. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I know you do. <laughs> I fucking I, I love it, man. Kinda, just like, I don't know, kind of his recent movies, they kind of struggle with pacing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think that's a product of his um like he had an editor like his whole career. But I think he died after Django. And it's she... kinda of evident in everything else that like there's kinda of less being cut and he doesn't really I think he like has way more of a say in what stays and what yeah. doesn't. Now. Yeah, he needs he needs someone Yeah, he needs someone to turn he around and say, have... No, shut the fuck up and let me edit this. <laughs> Yeah, because like that's the thing. If you're his new editor, I highly doubt you go. Oh, actually, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I think this is better. But I think yeah. they had like known each other their whole lives, and she was like, "Mate, just sit back, take a back seat." Yeah, uh, yeah. come the fuck down. Uh, um, Nick. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I what didn't did really you watch? watch much this week, but um, I am looking forward to some of the stuff that was announced at Comic Con this year. Because apparently it happened, like, this week and no one knew because it was all online. Yeah. Cool. Um, the one, the, the standout, this is probably, like, the least, like, topical thing for our podcast, but does anyone remember Sharkboy and Lava Girl? <gasps> yes. Oh, my God! I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, I yeah. should rewatch that. <laughs> yes. Is there a new one? Well, I'm going to now. There's going to be... Robert Rodriguez is making a... Just a, a movie called We Can Be Heroes with adult versions of them. Yes. I am here for that. So apparently the story is um, that they go missing and their kids kind of have to step up and find them. Cool. But it's not really clear. Oh, well, I haven't looked into it heaps, but it's not clear whether it's going to be like a machete style, like step away like you know how like spy kids is like super yeah. kid friendly and then you jump to machete yeah. and he's just dismembering people and it's brutal yeah that's a um, weird yeah, that is such I, a weird thing i hope they take that turn though because like 
who like who are you gonna market a Shark Boy and Lava Girl sequel to? Really, us? Like it's <laughs> yeah. me. It's just the kids. Sorry, I'm sold it. already. No, I would Absolutely. love to see. Like, it's just. I had it's a just um. Us going both. Yeah. I would love I to had see a bootleg Taylor copy. Oh yeah, yeah. In that costume. I had a bo- <laughs> now I would love yeah. to see him rip in that. someone in half. <laughs> Uh, um, I used to watch it all the time as a kid. I had a I had a bootleg copy from my aunt that we had on a DVD, and because um, we always used to travel down there, so it would be like eight hours in the car, and we'd always watch it. So good. Yeah, I, and you I, still I, love it. I'd love to just see, even just keep it like like probably not as much CG, but like oh no, the keep it exactly the same. Like, it has to look the same. But just people ripped in half. Yeah, but like, but like I'm gonna Google them right now. Evolve a little bit, I think. But like, keep it like, Lava Girls like super CG and like, they're in a world where it's like. Yep. Yeah. It's very yeah. similar. Definitely. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Two thousand five. Well. Two thousand five. Taylor Dooley. I was she never nine. Feels like only yesterday. Shark Boy and Lava Girl, the ca- actors that played them, were both named Taylor. Huh. Oh, really? I was nine years old when that came. That movie was targeted to me. <laughs> it was a nine-year-old child. Does it plays Lava Girl the same girl from Spy Kids? No. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no. 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 Hang on. No. I'm looking at her TVs and movies. Anyway. She's only been in, like... Seven things, eight things. Oh yeah, I mean nine yeah, now. Looking at her, her Apple TV profile, and there's not much there, but that'd be cool. Imagine being in a movie with Taylor Lautner when you were younger. Oh, Kristen Davis is in it. Damon anyway, Cat. Nick is. I want to see you this movie. I I think we're definitely due for a um, rewatch. Hell yeah! Should we all rewatch it? <laughs> okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Nick that doesn't have any time to watch anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll find time. I'll, I'll quit my job if I have to. <laughs> have you got anything else, Nick? Uh, no. Ah. Well, I didn't really watch anything, but I played a video game. Oh, mm-hmm. I played a video game too. I'll let you go first. Same. I um, started and finished Halo Guardians. No, how was that? That is Halo 5 because me and one of my mates have played all the Halo games together as co op. So on Friday night, he came over to play Halo 5, although there was an issue. Halo 5 is the first Halo game to not have split screen co op. Oh, tragic. So we played Halo 3 instead. I didn't like Halo that much, but that's really. So on Friday night, I played the entirety of Halo 3. And on Saturday and Sunday, and a part of Monday, I played. All of Halo Five, and Legendary. Halo Five is not that good. It's kind of shit. It was Did you do down. it on Legendary? But also, Microsoft unleashed some gameplay footage of Don't Halo Infinite. That game, boy. And I don't know how I feel about it. it. Doesn't look good. Looks worse, and I'm not okay with it. But I can give it the benefit of the doubt, and I'll still buy it when it comes out, and I'll still buy an Xbox Series X when it comes out. So, like, I mean, I'm going to play it, so just have my money, Microsoft. It could look real bad. I'm still going to play the whole thing. 
help me. <laughs> These are those those guaranteed sales that you get yeah. Microsoft. You don't, it doesn't matter what the quality of your yeah, product I'm, is. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it. Like, what can I say? Like, just, just take my money now. Take a, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for a third time. Did you play it on Legendary? Oh God, no. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's too hard. I'll just just judge it's you silently. Um, and it also I'm up to like the end of season eight of How I Met Your Mother. Of I think course. we recorded last time. Oh, we were, right, I was in like season it. three or something. So I've watched a lot of that. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. It's good. Oh, wait, it, how many seasons are there? Nine. There's nine, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm at the point where it's starting <laughs> to get <laughs> really <laughs> shit. Like, in the last, like, few days, it's been a rapid decline in quality. <laughs> like, yeah. real quick. Yeah. Across, like, a season. Yeah. It starts off really well, and then it just ends really badly in season seven. And season eight is kind of not good. And the next season's going to be a lot worse. Anyway. Yeah, bail. bail. Let, let's, let's wrap it up. Yes. So. Uh, okay. um, can we, should we talk about our video games, James, before we go? Oh, I'm I, I, curious to know what you play. Do you want to, do you want to save them for the next week? I always play League of Legends. So oh. you, please, Nick, the floor is yours. Oh, well, well, I finished I Animal Crossing this week, so... I didn't know you could finish Animal What do you mean by finish? I just, like, I got the um, the singing dog to come to my island, and then that's it. And now I've got um, terraforming abilities. Now I can die happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know finish. what any of that means. <laughs> You should play Animal Crossing. It's very... I don't know. You'd only convince me to play Animal Crossing if I knew Elijah Wood was going to come and try and trade with me. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm not doing it. Well, Always back to Lord of the Rings, buddy. I want to have a random chat with Elijah Wood, otherwise I'm not playing the game. He probably doesn't even know what Animal Crossing is. No, he he jumps into people's games. Yeah, he was on it. Oh, why? Okay. Like, it wasn't I was just a random game. It was games. <laughs> he was like, "Hi, I'm Elijah Wood," and everyone was like, "What?" That's cool. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, I uh, played God of War. I've been trying to like which finish, one? Like, finish the whole thing, the new one. Okay. With this kid. Yeah. Yeah, I've never played one before, and I like took a big break on it to like play The Last of Us, but I finally finished it, and it's very, very fun. It's not dour and depressing and makes me want to curl up in a ball and die so maybe I should play that after it, my sad Halo experience I mean well maybe you should play The yeah. Last of Us I hear it's really good and uplifting yeah I mean God of War and Last of Us I would actually love to do a full did you hear that on, on this podcast <laughs> what yeah I did actually I think I think Nick was the one that, that said that <laughs> I, I, I went and bought a copy the other day on his advice <laughs> Oh man. No, okay, now now that the dust has settled, I've like I kinda do appreciate it more. Like I feel like I was probably harsh or vague on here because I had just finished and I was like, Ooh, I don't know what to feel. But um <laughs> it's it's a very it's a last Jedi feeling. I'd rather have my um my thoughts challenged than just a you know, another attempt and having it bomb, so Nice. You know. That's a good way to think about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And Laura Bailey, who plays the villain, does not deserve to have her daughter threatened over people's favourite character getting killed. Gamers Yeah, that's suck. really shit. Yeah, damn gamers. They ruined yeah. gaming. <laughs> but go play God of War. It's very, very fun. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm well. going to wrap us up. Please. Lovely. 
because it's getting very late. Are we boring you, James? <laughs> it's like 11 no, o'clock. It's, 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 it's just, yeah, it's 11 o'clock and um, I really need a lot of prep time for that uh, for the week from now when we're going to record yeah. another episode. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, done a week from now. Yes, in a week from now. It's going wow, to be really guys, obvious. Wow, guys, make it so obvious. Of... All right, so um, you what, can reach us. In a week from now. Yeah, hell yeah. Again. You can reach us at Watch It Again Podcast on Facebook or Instagram or Watch It Again Pod at gmail.com. And I, someone just followed us, but my watch won't tell me who it is. So we now have a new follower. Shout out to whoever you are that Yay. followed us at 6.30 today on Wednesday. Thank you. Um, otherwise, you remember it because we have so many. I know. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening, everybody. And we will catch you guys next week. As always, I am Jacob, and with me are the wonderful... Oh, I'm Kat. And I'm Nick. And I'm James. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.